Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hi, this is Stephanie Megan. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. (laughs) Therapy is too expensive. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. Cool. I mean, like, we can also do this multiple times. Right. Like the, this is just the introduction. Just no the pressure. We're just dipping our toe in the pool. <laughs> We're just trying to introduce you to everybody. And I'm then, it. like, it's just going to, because I just have so many questions, especially with the whole, like, cannabis thing and just drugs. Like, I could talk about drugs forever. Forever. I love drugs. But, like, do it safely. Yeah. Oh, my God. All about safety, consent. Right. Risk management. Right, exactly. Risk management? Yeah. It's risk management. It's it's like being aware of the things that could go wrong and making plans. Oh, risk for, yes. management. I thought like wrist. Oh, no, not wrist. It was like risk. <laughs> I was like, what do you do with your wrist? Do you enunciate it? No, no, it's okay. I am also just deaf a little bit. Dude, so. I think it's part of my ADHD. Like I hear and I think I heard something and I respond to the thing I think I heard and then I'm like, oh, you said something else. Shit. 1000%. Okay, I I'm process, me. I know I process things a little differently. Yes. So I hear things and I'm like, I think I'm deaf, but I'm like, no, the volume is there. Yeah, the volume's there. It's the processing of what was totally. said. Okay. I feel so seen and heard. I feel you in my soul. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into it because there's a lot to cover. So much to cover. So much to cover. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's me, Stephanie Megan, your host of Brooklyn Therapy. And guess what? We have an award-winning sex coach, Ashley motherfucking Manta Bitch. Hiya. Hiya. <laughs> and you, like, specifically, like, yes, you're sex coach, but you specifically dive into sex and cannabis. I do. What does that even mean? So I created this word, canisexual, back in, God, 2014, 2015, Mm -hmm. and it's mindfully and deliberately combining sex and cannabis, whether you're solo or partnered, to deepen intimacy and enhance pleasure. And Mm -hmm. so I am all about consent-focused, queer-inclusive, body-positive, thoughtful use about how to combine sex and really broadly altered states. I also get into psychedelics. Yeah. So it's like, how do you use these tools to make your sex life even better? Okay. So because, you know, there's been times I don't smoke weed a lot, but there's been times where I'm like stoner stuff is down to smoke. (laughs) So that's like my alter ego when she's like down to smoke weed. And so I'll like have, you know, I'll smoke with my boyfriend because he smokes like every day, all day. I'm not all day, but every day. Um, And there is this sense of like the calmness that does happen. I feel like it being high and having sex does feel good. A lot better than drunk sex. So much better than drunk sex. (laughs) 
I don't drink anymore. I used okay. to. It like just didn't do it for me. And I never felt more in my body when I was drinking. And yeah. I never felt more connected with my partner when I was drinking. But cannabis is really useful. Like even if you're not high, there are ways of using it that help your body and increase pleasure without being stoned. So like, I think that's the thing that most people are unaware of that you can use it topicals either on your body. If there's like parts of you that get sore, you know, our shoulders, everyone's shoulders are perpetually right. tight and tense. Especially when you hit your thirties. Oh my God. <laughs> the thirties. No one told me that my knees were going to hurt yes. this much. This is intense. Yes. <laughs> but also like you can put, put, you can put weed on your pussy. Okay. Elaborate. Okay. <laughs> so, trigger warning. I am a sexual violence survivor, and mm. I had pain with penetration for my entire life from my teens until my late 20s. Yeah. And it hurt for the first five minutes or so every time I had sex, and it was really distracting, and it took me out of it. And it wasn't until I moved to California, I found this company that was making THC-infused oil for your pussy. Oh, shit. You put it on 20 minutes before sexy fun times. You yeah. let it kind of marinate. Yeah. It's not like lube. You can't just put it on and go. Like, you have to let it sink in. But it allowed me to have penetrative sex without pain for the first time. And that blew my mind. Right. What was the pain like? Like, this was it like it just anything inside was just because of the trauma? Exactly. Okay. So my vaginal opening would clench involuntarily. It's a completely like automatic reaction. Yeah. And so the initial penetration would feel like a really sharp burning, like like a tearing sensation. Right. Because you're trying to put something substantial into a hole that's not stretching. Right. Basically. Right, right. And after a few minutes, like it would eventually open up and relax, but it was so hard to get past that initial period. And the THC infused oil made all the difference in the world. Wow, that's amazing, and yeah. I want to try. I want you to try. I, like, I don't know why I haven't even tried that yet. I think it's time. I, I also, like, am, I used to be, like, a wet-ass pussy, like a WAP. Now I'm DOP. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, and I say it all the time. Like, I lube is, like, my best friend. Like, I need lube. Yeah. Would this help me with, like, just lubricating plus relaxing it would help you with both of those things. And let me just take a moment to normalize that it is very common for people to need lube. Not being wet does not mean that you're not turned Amen. on. <laughs> Subjective arousal I love and, it, and, and wetness only correlate in people with vulvas about 10% of the time. This is from Emily Nagoski's book, Come As You Are. Yeah. So it is very common to be really turned on and not wet. And so using lube is crucial to be able to have a comfortable sexual experience. So I love that you're doing that. Yeah. Thank you. But I just, yeah, it's sometimes it's frustrating because you run out. Yeah. And then it's just like, well, fuck. And you just have to take it. So, but it's fine. We're working through that. Well, if you're not using condoms, uh, you could always run to your kitchen and grab some like coconut oil or even olive oil. Olive Any oil? plant-based oil is fine to oh, use shit. during sex. Avocado oil, whatever you got. I could put on my vagina and you it's totally not going to like can. get me like BB or anything. Nope. Okay. Uh, in fact, coconut Noted. oil is antimicrobial, so it's actually good for your pH. Unless you're allergic to coconuts or right. you know, any of those things. Like you gotta pay attention to sensitivities. <laughs> right. But otherwise, as long as you're not using latex, you can absolutely use oil in your kitchen. Oh shit. Okay, well good to know. Not canola oil for sure. Maybe not canola oil. <laughs> okay. So how does like so here's a thing that's kind of been 
tricky in my relationship. The sex is great, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, like it's it's great. I mean, we have you know amazing moments, but lately it's just been. I don't know how to say that it's been like bad because like I get turned on and then we do the thing and then I come and then I'm just like ADHD. I'm thinking about this motherfucking email or like I got to go do take my dog out or something like that. And like I'm just waiting for him to come and he also takes so long to come. Like I love that for him and what a blessing because I've had the opposite, you know, and that was frustrating in its own way. But like he takes forever. And so, and that motherfucker could keep going for like an hour plus. Like it's, it's like, it's, you know? And so, but then he gets frustrated because he could tell that after I come, I'm just like laying there fucking waiting. And, and then the the connection is kind of lost. So that's kind of been like the struggle lately. That makes sense. It's very common what you're describing. Yeah. I hear that a lot from couples, especially when the sex starts to kind of look the same way every time. Like we do the same things in yeah. the same order. It, it follows a certain kind of trajectory, let's call it. Yeah. And it is it is a blessing when you have a partner who can last and last. But it's also like if you're ready to be done, you're ready to be done. So there are options. Like you don't have to get him off with your vagina. Like if you're done, you could yeah. use your hands or your mouth or you could get him a stroker, like a fleshlight or just like a oh. masturbation sleeve and lie there and kind of snuggle up to him and whisper dirty things in his ear while and he gets him. himself off. Okay. Doesn't yeah. have to be your job. Thank you. Because yeah. I always feel like it is my job. It is not your job. And I'm just like, what do I need to do to yeah. get this man? Because there's been times where like, let's say it's the opposite. He came first and I still didn't come. Like I'll get, I'll get out my vibrator. Right. And I'll just be like, suck on my tits or talk dirty to me yes. until then. But then like it does, he doesn't do that for him. Like he's like, he wants to do a doggy and then my, my back hurts. I don't know if I'm doing doggy correctly. Position pillows are going to make a huge difference in your life. What's the difference between position pillows and regular pillows? I just use regular pillows. Regular pillows don't have the right amount of support, I've found, um, especially for us thick girls. Yeah. We're like, we we need something that can really like give us some structure. And so yeah. there is a sort of wedge-shaped, it's like triangular, and it's made out of this like thick, firm memory foam. And it's by a company called Liberator. And you just put it right under your hips and kind of lie over it. And it's really good for your back and your hips and it helps you relax. And that's going to allow you to open more when you're not like straining and like doing a fucking plank to shred it. Thank you. I'm doing it. Planks are the worst. Like, oh my God. And that's why I'm like, I'm literally like, like, wait, and he takes forever. I mean, five minutes is fine, but like. 25 minutes is less fine in that position. Thank you. And And I feel like such a dick when I'm just like, I... You know, and I don't want to make him feel like he's not desired or anything no. like that. I'm just like, bro, like my back fucking hurts. I can't. And then I tried doing the whole laying on my stomach. And then, you know, you're, he's like pushing and you're like scooting back. You know what I mean? It's just like. I feel you. It's too much. It's a lot. And I firmly believe that everyone's orgasm is their own responsibility. It is not your job to get him off. It's not his job to get you off. You are a team. You can support each other and collaborate in the, the mutual seeking of pleasure. But one, you don't have to come in order for the sex to be successful, right? Like it can just feel good. You can just be connected and enjoy what's happening and not be fixated on like, well, if I didn't come, like, did we really have sex? No, fuck that shit. I feel like lately that's just been like, that's how 
our sex has been feeling where it's just like trying to get each other off versus like a connection lately. And it's like, not that we don't like, we're like our relationship is fine. Not like we're having any issues, but it's just like, you're right. Like just focusing on like trying to make him come and then I'm trying to make myself come. And then I'm just like losing the, the experience. Do you ever have like a sexual pre-talk? Like sometimes how do we want to feel? What do we want to co-create together today? We have, but in a sense of just like we talked about our fantasies. Okay. That's a good place to start. Yeah. But I love to have kind of, um, I call it a sexual huddle, like Uh before clothes start coming off when it's like, okay, we're going to, it's time to go back to the bedroom. All right. I'm going to grab some like water, put on a playlist, throw on some, you know, incense and whatever, like make it pretty, but then have a little chat and check in about what's on the agenda. What do we want to explore together today? How do we want to feel? during and how do we want to feel after? Do you want to feel desired? Do you want to feel um, used? That's kind of hot and sexy, right. like yeah. in a dirty I, way. I, I do you want to feel like lusted after and ravaged? That's do you want to feel like, and so there's so many options. Yeah. And so every day could be different. Every too. day could be different. Yeah. And so you get to kind of order it like a pizza, right? <gasps> You're right. Like what toppings do we want? The, exactly. Um, oh, I love that. Lately, I've been so obsessed with the fantasy of him fucking with someone else to the point that, like, he loves it. Don't get me wrong. And, like, because I'm like, I want to see you fuck another chick, da 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 And then he, you know. He, but now it's, like, to a point where I think I've been so obsessed with that fantasy that he's like, well, I want to, like, fuck you sometimes. Like, can we just, like, not have to think about a third? Like, can we go back to, like, me and you fucking? Like, why do you always have to think about, like, me having sex with another girl to get off? I mean, whatever it takes to get you off is okay. I I firmly believe. Yeah. And that could be an internal monologue. That doesn't have to be something that you're necessarily talking about. If if he's feeling a little burned out on it and yeah. he needs a break, like there's there's compromises to be had. Yeah, no, like that's like that's why I've been telling myself it's like maybe just keep it in my head. And like say something else to him that he wants to hear, you know, that's going to yeah. turn him on and like his fantasy. And it's good to take turns and, yeah. and collaborate on like what the sexy things get discussed. Yeah. And, and there's such mm-hmm. a range of options of fantasies that you can explore. So yeah. if, if that one's feeling a little tired for him and it's still really hot for you, like keep that playing on the loop okay. and then, you know, throw something else in the mix just to spice it up a little. I love that. And then how is like the the cannabis Because I read that, like, it could help you with the connection. Like, how does that work? So what I like to say is that cannabis helps address the things that get in the way of pleasure, connection, and intimacy. So whether that's our ADHD brains, like, going on full tilt and and running through all the things that we have to do tomorrow and and stats and and bills and all the (laughs) fucking shit that gets in there. just random things. (laughs) And just, like, helping you get present so that that helps you connect with your partner. Because if you're out here, if you're thinking about all of those other things, you're not here. Yeah. And so cannabis can help you be right here in this moment. Also with the short-term memory, like you're not actually thinking about other things because you're so engrossed in the moment that you can't even remember the other things that you need to think about, which is kind of (laughs) awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It also, I find is very heart opening. Like it lets me be a little bit more honest with myself and thus honest with my partner about what's real for me and what my deepest desires are and maybe some things that I'm self-conscious about that I'm able to articulate that maybe I wouldn't do if I was completely stone cold sober that I would feel too like ashamed of. Right. Right. But do you think that the, like it's 
Because kind of like when people say like, oh, you need to get drunk to have sex. Like, is there a negative kind of thing where you think that like if it's if you have too much of like having to have a substance to have sex, is that can that get in the way? Like, is that just I, I think that's anything, always like my worry is like, yeah. do I need to like always have to have something, Honey. you know? <laughs> I think anything can be used irresponsibly and too much. Like the mindfully and deliberately is a big part of, of what I teach with canisexual. And so, yeah, if the only way that you can get in your body is to be in an altered state, like that may be something to look at. Right. At the same time, like if you're using it because you have pain with penetration without it, like that's a very reasonable thing. So it's just, it's being aware if you're using it to escape, if you're using it to not have to deal with the feelings that you have toward your partner and you're just getting stoned so you can like deal with them. Right. That maybe red flag is deeper than just what the cannabis could offer. Exactly. So just being aware, being thoughtful, like what is my intention as I am either applying this topically or as I'm, I'm smoking or vaping or whatever you're doing, how do I want to feel And is this something that's going to be positive for my relationship or is it something that's taking away from my relationship? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Y'all know Claritin is literally the most on-brand sponsorship that I could get. There's been so many times that people have commented on an episode and been like, girl, blow your nose a little bit. Like, you sound real stuffy. Are you good? And all I needed was a Claritin to help treat my allergies. Especially right now when it's springtime, the flowers are blooming, pollen is in the air. Best believe I have my Claritin in my pocket. And I love her. I love my Claritin D because she helps me survive through this allergy season. And honestly, just helps me survive in general because y'all know I just have allergies all the time. (laughs) So if you guys are suffering with allergies, I would honestly suggest coming from the allergy queen myself to go and get yourself some Claritin D. Don't make yourself suffer, especially during allergy season. So go get yours, boo. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. As for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter, you don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Is there a certain like strand of weed that you would recommend that is like perp- that is good for uh, like sex, or is that kind of depending on the person? It is entirely depending on the person. Okay. Uh, people ask me this all the time: What's okay. the best strain for sex? Do you like indica or sativa is better for sex? Here's yeah. the thing: um, It's like walking into a sex shop and saying, "What's the best toy to get me off?" It yeah. very much depends on your personal preferences, how your body's set up, what kind of mood you're in that day. And here's like a fun fact. Indica sativa, people are always like, sativas are buzzy and energetic and indicas are sleepy and like in the couch. Bullshit. It's complete and total yeah. hogwash. There is no basis in reality. They are marketing terms and people will like argue with me. And I'm like, listen, science is on my side in this. <laughs> like they have researched it. The way that the, the leaf is shaped, which is what designates indica and sativa, has nothing to do with the predictability of effects. Yeah. And so really what you want to look at is the cannabinoid percentages, how much THC, how much CBD, and then terpenes, um, which are the things that make plants smell the way that they do. So um, when you smell lavender, what you're actually smelling is a terpene called linalool. When you smell citrus, what you're smelling is limonene. And those things like aromatherapy like can kind of shift a little oh. bit around mood and the way that things hit you. But it's, again, different for everyone. Right. So you do have to kind of be a little explorer of your own <laughs> body and and try things and masturbate and then yeah. see what works best for you. Because what I see all the time is people will try a new product or strain and it's during sex. And they're like, oh, fuck, now this didn't work. I'm in Netflix binge mode and right. I'm not, this is not conducive to sexy fun times. Shit, shit, shit. This was date night. Right. So I'm like, no, no, oh, no. that's happened to me. Don't, yeah. don't fuck around with those kinds of variables. Do it on your own time when you have control over everything that will make you feel good. Right. And then when it comes to sexy time with your partner, you can reach for the thing that you know is going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have maybe like a recommendation for me since I have like ADHD? Because I don't even I don't smoke weed. So like I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I would say. And you have ADHD too. I so do maybe have based ADHD. off of like I could try what you. I do have ADHD. So yeah. it, it is going to be different because our body chemistries are different. But I will tell you that what has worked for me, um, especially for like getting things done, not even yeah. necessarily sexually, but like my favorite kind of go-to to get shit done and like be awake and productive is uh, a strain called Durban Poison. Okay. That is one of my favorites. It's um, really high in a couple of, of terpenes and cannabinoids that work really well for me. And so I'm into that. But it's what I would do is go to a dispensary okay. and get like the smallest amount you can, like even just get a couple of single pre-rolls in a bunch of different strains and just see what works for what you. Works for and them. I would actually recommend that you keep it to like a 15 to 20% THC okay. range. When you go to a dispensary, they're going to try to tell you this is 25%. This is 30%, 35% THC. Like get more bang for your buck. Also bullshit. Right. Like, right. That's, you don't get higher. It's not like alcohol where the higher percentage gets you drunker. Right. It's, that's not the way it works. So it's actually really good to do a little bit lower so that you can really feel it and you're not going to get too stoned because too stoned is going to leave you anxious and paranoid and dry say, mouth and yeah. rapid heart rate and feeling yucky. And that's I don't not like that. Sexy that's not fun. Like, no. No. Yeah. Okay, good. I just wanted somewhere to start. I got you. Yeah. So thank you. Of course. And you also said you're a hand job 
master. What was it? What did you say? I'm a hand job evangelist, <laughs> prophet, um, you know, priestess. Really, <laughs> like I, I'm the god of hand jobs. Let's be real. Yeah. Okay. Can you explain like how to give? Yes. The best hand job ever. Yes, I because can explain. I'm not good. I'm not that great at hand jobs. I'm like a seventh grader when it comes to it. Most people are. Like yeah. I say that I'm good at hand jobs, and the average dude or person with a penis is like, yeah, whatever. Like you can't jerk me off better than I can. And also, what are we in high school? And I'm like, no, listen, here's the deal. <laughs> I don't like come in my mouth and my jaw gets sore and I have a really high gag reflex. And so I am good at blowjobs, but I do not love blowjobs. Me too. Oh my God. And I can't breathe. Same. So it's, it's yeah. I like scream every time my boyfriend comes because cum scares me. <laughs> cum is, some people really like sexual fluids. I am just not one of them. I yeah. don't like licking pussy without some kind of a dental dam either. Like yeah. it is purely a sexual fluid thing. It's never personal. Like yeah. I've had people chug pineapple juice for weeks prior to playing with me. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. So it's just, it's like oysters. Like I just don't want that, that consistency texture, and yeah. texture in yeah. my mouth. I'm like, ah. I get that. So I was like, okay, I want to be able to please my partner in ways that are not specifically penetrative. And I don't want their genitals in my mouth necessarily. So what can I do with my hands? And what I found is that the first thing that people fuck up with hand jobs is they don't use lube. Yeah. 1000%. That is like mistake number yeah. one. Mistake number two and like, Dry, like right up there with it is they <gasps> prop themselves up on one elbow and they're like jerking with one hand in this sort of unenthusiastic, just like up and down okay, way. Yeah. Here's what you do. You sit as the giver. You sit straight up with your legs out and your partner is lying on their back in front of you. So you're <gasps> making hot. eye contact with them. Their legs are on top of your legs. So you're sort of in this like diamond position. This is hot. This is I hot call it reclining one. diamond. Ooh. And what this does is a couple of things. One is it opens up both of your hands to yeah. be able to be used. So you can slide them up between their legs. You can go behind the balls. You can have one hand stroking the cock and one hand playing with the yeah. balls. I love playing with the balls. They're so much fun. So and much fun. so frequently neglected. Like yeah. I think a lot of us who do not have balls factory installed are like intimidated by them because we're like, what if they, what if we hurt them? Yeah, and, exactly. You know, we've been told yeah. our whole lives how sensitive they are. And like, you, you just can't kicked have, me in the balls. I yes. hurt. Yeah. So the fear, right. the, the anxiety is real. And, if you've ever had someone touch your pussy when they're kind of nervous and that sort of tentative, like, yeah. that's not sexy at all. It's right. so gross. <laughs> and you're just like, ah, stop, stop, gross. Ah. So you do not want to approach balls with that same kind of, like, hesitant, like, energy. Right, right, right. So confidently with Grab consent. that shit, yeah. Right? If you're not trying to hurt them, you probably won't. They have been yanking and pulling on their bits since they could reach them. So there is nothing that right. you're going to do that they have not tried a thousand times before. <laughs> and and getting feedback. Like, that's so important. Don't just assume that you know how to dazzle them. Like, I am probably one of the best people in the world at hand jobs, But even I don't go in assuming I know how to make you feel good. I have a whole toolkit of options of ways that I can make you feel good. Right. But, but we need to calibrate to your specific preferences. So exactly. I'm going to try this. How do you like that? How about this? Do you like this or this better? 
Yeah. Lots Aww. of communication throughout. And okay, do you like that pressure? Or do you want me to squeeze more? Do you want me to go faster or slower? Yeah. Do you want more lube or maybe a little bit less lube because you like a little bit of friction? Lots yeah. of like tweaks that you can make to make it a really incredible experience. And the eye contact and watching their chest rise and fall and seeing how their facial expressions go. Yeah. Oh, that's hot. It's really hot. It's so hot. My, I have had four different partners independently of each other say that I give the Ferrari of hand jobs. No, I'm literally about to get in that position as soon as I see my boyfriend and be like, also very good for pussy off. massage. <laughs> really good for pussy massage as well. Like having them uh-huh. sitting and you lying on your back. Because they could touch you too. Exactly. Well, not at the same time. I think one at a time okay, is okay, good. Okay. But like too many hands. Too many hands. Too many, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, that, that gets confusing. Yeah. But, but when you switch, because we're all about taking turns right. here, you get to lie on your back. You get to relax and just uh, receive, enjoy. Yeah. And they have two hands to be stroking up and down your labia, to be, you know, Aww. rubbing around your clit. Because we know- I brought props. Yay. We the like clit props. is bigger on the inside. Yeah. Right? So it's not just this one little button at the top. It's actually that's just this part. And then there's a shaft and it goes down into these two legs. And then there are these two chambers called vestibular bulbs. And all of this gets erect when you get aroused, like up to 300% of its normal size. It grows and fills with blood. And, yeah. And so that's why you get a little bit like pinker and redder and and more swollen when you're really turned on like after sex sometimes it's hard to pee because you're so swollen that like your urethra is actually like swollen shut right um so taking having them take their time and like really explore instead of just doing this in and out thing because in and out is what feels good for penises that they are mimicking what they do to feel good during sex does that always work for you no same same nope Nope. I want, I want massage. I want all around the opening. I want like around the inside. I don't just want this in and out or like jamming on my G spot, which is actually just the back of your clit. I want a really thorough. Oh, the G spot is the back of your clit? Yes. Fun fact. I didn't even know this. So the back of the clit looks like this. There's this whole little cluster, right, uh-huh. of, of nerve endings. And then it's also um, the urethral sponge, which is a little tube of erectile tissue that surrounds the urethra. That plus the clit equals the G-spot. Oh, shit. So, Why fun fact. Sex education, guys. Take notes. Knowledge is power. Yes. Okay, well, fuck. Now I know where to, like, because I never, I don't think I've ever, like, really felt my G-spot. Right. It's Sad. not the same as the prostate where like yeah. you're feeling for one particular like squishy area like your nose. Right, right. Uh, I mean, the, I could always make myself come from like the clit, mm-hmm. but not from the G-spot. Wow. Okay. We're learning. We're learning. We're learning. If they- and then so how do you like how do you stroke the dick? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> okay. So I have a couple of moves that I'll just like give yeah. you real quick. Um, one is my favorite. It's called the pepper grinder. So you take both hands and you twist and squeeze in opposite directions uh-huh. up and down the shaft. With lube. With lube. Not so dry. much lube. <laughs> so much lube. Or spit or whatever. I mean, spit in a pinch, but if only yeah. if you already have lube. Like spit right. just doesn't have the staying power or the viscosity that I need. Yeah. I want silicone lube for hand jobs. Like okay. not even just water-based lube. Silicone. silicone lube or oil. Something's going to have some staying power. Good to know. So pepper grinder, 
this one's called juicing the lemon. So you squeeze the shaft and then you take your hand in sort of a cup motion and you go over the head. This can be so intense I've for them. I've never done that. It's fun. They will sometimes start convulsing. I have had more than one partner be like, am I having a seizure right now? I'm like, no, you're just feeling a lot of pleasure. Wow. They're like, stop, 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 stop. Always stop if they need you yeah. to stop. Like, let them breathe. Let them calm down. that's so many, like, air, like that's. Oh, yeah. Because if you think about it, like, okay, Mm -hmm. wow. And then I like to go with one hand, like this part of my hand, behind the balls and start at the base and squeeze the shaft and pull the whole way off. Uh And then with this part, like I'm massaging um, the perineum or the the taint with the heel of my hand, which is actually indirectly stimulating the prostate. Holy shit. Also, by the way, guys, you have to go on YouTube to watch this. Like, I, I feel like she's she's using her hands to specifically t- tell you what you need to do. So, holy shit. Okay. I want to go home. My boyfriend's going to be so excited. He can uh, send any fruit baskets or yeah. Venmo. I love thanks in the form of Venmo. <laughs> Got cash money. Cash money, baby. <laughs> so let's go back to drugs. Okay. Is there any other like drugs that kind of give maybe the same uh, effect as like weed or cannabis does? Sure. Not exactly the same, but comparable or more intense. And that would be psychedelics. Okay. So mushrooms, psilocybin, um, LSD, acid, or Molly, MDMA. I just said six things, but the the street name and the the technical name for all of them. Um, so here's the deal when you mix sex and psychedelics, because now you are definitely in an altered state. You can use cannabis without getting high. Right. Unless you're microdosing psychedelics, which you can do and, and it can be useful for sex. But if you're doing like a, a trip, you're high, you're intoxicated, you are altered and you need to be extra super duper 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 careful. Yeah. Um, that is not something I would do for the first time with someone that I've never done it before and then have sex. It wouldn't be the first time with a new substance and then have sex. Like this is something that is an advanced move for people that are already very comfortable with whatever they're planning to use. Um, let, let's just start with mushrooms. That's the easiest. Yeah. I think that's the thing that people are most likely to try. Um, so I want you to have used mushrooms on your own at least two or three times. I want you to have used mushrooms with your partner non-sexually at least twice. Oh, just like doing it just together. Just doing it together and then watching, you know, the sunrise or, Aww. you know, going to a rave or, you know, dancing around your living room, whatever, yeah. like non-sexually. I, I did shrooms recently with my boyfriend. We watched that J-Lo movie enough. There you go. Wow. That, that would not have been my first choice. The movie is so awful, but when you're like on shrooms, you even realize how more awful it is. It's and like so scary crazy. and sad yeah. and like it's just fun. I don't know. I was actually thought it was funny, but anyway. Oh, it's a great like it's, I love that movie, but movie. Just, I enjoyed it, but who is it's really random headspace. <laughs> that is like I like watching Fantastic Fungi on Netflix because it's like sense, very trippy right. and it's got the good soundtrack and the visuals. It was like, but, no, we're watching J-Lo movie. We watched BMF too. Yeah. So okay. I don't know why we watched like really intense. We just, it was our first time doing it. Okay. So we were just kind of like, oh, just chilling. And then, yeah, yeah anyways, but Respect. continue. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> so I have this whole like course on yeah. how to decide 
who to do sex and psychedelics with and like supplies to have on hand because it does take some planning. This is not something that you're going to do like on a random Saturday and be like, hey, I got a couple grams of mushrooms. Like, let's do it and fuck. Nope. That's not going to end well for anybody. Really? Yeah. How come? Because it takes conversations before, during, and after around what do we want to do? What's on the table? What's not on the table? How are we going to handle it if somebody's having a bad time? Because that can happen, and it's much more likely to happen with psychedelics, right? Like, you have a bad trip. You go into a hole, and and you start getting sad, or you get anxious, or or with mushrooms especially. Like, you get some GI upset, and all of a sudden, you're having some, like, deep root chakra cleansing happening. You feel me? Like, oh yeah, like the bathroom every five minutes. Like, Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, like, oh, yeah, shit, and you just cleanse, and... A lot of, a lot of... Pooping. And that happens. It happens. 1,000%. So like being prepared for that. Sometimes you'll throw up on mushrooms because like your stomach's just not really handling it well. Yeah. Do you have a partner who can hang with that? That's true. Right? Like, or are you going to be like, oh my God, I can't, I can never I'm look so at you again. I, yeah. I don't poop, right? Like yeah. this, as women, like we don't fart. We don't poop. poop. We don't fart. Like right. that doesn't happen the whole time we're in a relationship. Oh my God. Imagine that's like the first time you like shit. Oh God. Yeah. Like it's a lot. So you gotta, especially on shrooms when you're kind of overthinking, you know what I mean? So it's (laughs) it's not. So there's that. There's also like having supplies on hand, like Pedialyte or liquid IV or Gatorade, like some kind of electrolyte replenishment. Um, You want to have like little snacks, like fruit, you know, strawberries or, or like clementines or like little like finger foods that are not going to be rough on your stomach, but will give you some nutrients. And then things afterwards, like I love to have soup after I've tripped, like it's very nourishing. It kind of helps bring me back down to earth and and feel really good. And you have to have time, right? Like a a mushroom trip lasts, what, four to six hours. A long time. A long time. And, and you're kind of recovering the next day. Exactly. So you have to have some time set aside to like come back in and, and couch surf together. Well, the that's, I mean, day. I feel like that way with like two glasses of wine. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, I need the next day to recover. From yeah. Like yeah. So with shrooms, 1000%, even with Molly. Oh my God. For sure. With Molly, you have to hydrate so much. Yeah. You have to know that the next day you're going to feel sad and cry at commercials. Yes. I hate, I love Molly so much and I've done it so many times and it's amazing, especially when you're at a festival, helps with my anxiety, but then like the next day or even at the end of the day, I'm just like, I'm depressed. Don't talk to me. Yeah. Molly is so good when you're doing it mindfully. And also, especially like if you have depression anyway, and you've just literally dumped all of your serotonin out, like you're so sad and so, and just your heart is blown way open. So you're feeling really vulnerable and you just maybe went to all these like really intimate places, possibly for the first time. Yeah. And if the next day they're like, all right, gotta go. Like see you in a couple weeks. Oh no. My (gasps) anxious attachment style is like all of your abandonment shit just goes off the chain. And so it's like, so you got to really put some planning into that. So you don't find yourself sobbing hysterically alone in your apartment afterwards. Have you done that? I, (laughs) You know, I've heard that's a thing that happens to yeah. some people. Definitely not me, though. Definitely not me, though. So what's the best sex you ever had? As someone who's a sex coach, you, you know all this stuff. You, I'm sure you tried every drug and that's had sex on, like, I'm assuming on, like, 
almost all the almost drugs. all the drugs. Like what? What was the best? Wait, the best drug you ever had sex on? The best drug I ever had sex on, and and please let me like caveat this to the nth degree. One, drugs are illegal. Don't get caught breaking the law. (laughs) Two, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. This is my own experience, and I am not suggesting this to anyone. Disclaimers, okay? Yeah. Um, Don't try this at home. Don't try this at home. (laughs) My favorite drug combination is LSD and MDMA. Oh, fuck. Candy flipping. For those who really just want to have sex for nine hours. Holy shit. That is what I used to do um, with my ex for my birthday every year and for our anniversary is we would do acid and Molly and we would go to a hotel for the weekend and we would just fuck for two and a half, three days. Can they keep their dick up that? My ex was a shithead in so many ways, but one of the gifts of his was his dick stayed hard forever. Okay. So he, he it, it was really kind of miraculous. I still yeah. don't know how. Yeah. And it, it that became less so like that was more true when he was in his thirties. It's gotten less true or it got less true as he got right. into his forties. But um yeah, he stayed hard, which was magical. And we would just fuck and fuck and fuck and fuck and fuck. And like not have like penetrative sex the whole time. It was, it was hands, it was mouths, it was toys, it was energy. We did a lot of tantric sex and rolling around and crying together and laughing together. And it was so so, much intimacy. Oh my God. It was so good. Like there was so much about that relationship that was fucked up and toxic, but the sex, especially the sex on drugs was like out of this world. It's always with the toxic ones because it's the only time it feels good. It's because everything else is. That was my experience for so long until, thank God, I met this amazing guy in Canada in November and we have had really healthy, stellar, spectacular sex, including sex on drugs. And it's it's like, oh, it is possible to have a healthy relationship and have mind-blowing sex at the same time. Thank God. Because I was really starting to be afraid that you could only have great sex with narcissists and like not true. (laughs) Thank God, not true. Right, right, right. It's good with the narcissist, but it's, it's not so always the best with them. It's not worth what it does to your self-esteem. Like I went back a couple days ago and watched some old like couples therapy um, sessions that we had recorded with oh. my ex. When I tell you that like there was no light in my eyes in those sessions. Like I was so dead inside because I was so emotionally abused in that fucking relationship. It was so bad. It is a miracle to me that I was like as successful in my career and everything as I was when we were together because like I just wasn't all there. And it was just sad. How long were you guys together for? Almost seven years. It was so wild. We just broke up last year, almost a year ago, like next week. So I'm like so glad to be free of that. There is life after narcissists and like, Whatever you think is good about being in a relationship with a narcissist, man, it will always fuck you up. And like, it's never worth it. It's It's not worth the sex. It's not worth the like temporary highs. It's so fucking toxic and like detrimental to your soul. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I've dated, my ex was a narcissist too. And like, we, I mean, only lasted like a year, thank God, but it was like the most traumatizing year. It's so traumatizing. Like, even now, a year out, like, I still have. Like my boyfriend, when I was in Canada, started saying like nice things. He's like, oh, I love that we did this. And I love that we did this and this. And I was like, where's the butt? Right. But but, but what? What do you need for me? (laughs) What are you talking about? And I was like, aren't you going to say something mean now? Because like, that's what I'm used to. He's like, oh, 
it's really good to be in a healthy relationship yeah. now to like heal those things, but it takes time. It takes time. And I always say like for the most part, uh, but like sometimes you need to go through like those narcissist relationships in order to like get into a healthy relationship. Like I, my ex who's a narcissist was the one before Brian, my relationship now and we're so healthy, but I like needed to go through Morgan, my ex, because I don't think I would have appreciated my man now. Yeah. If it wasn't for, unfortunately, the trauma. I mean, maybe some things could have been played out differently, but it, it, you know, it happened and I'm grateful for it, but like, fuck. But I know that feeling of just like, they just suck your fucking life. They really do. All of your confidence is just gone. Like I was having some of the most successful time in my career and like I felt worthless and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm, I'm better now. We're back. We're back. Even better. Like better than ever. And I'm like, I don't even know that girl anymore. So it's, it's fun to kind of get to know myself and to have the discernment and have the boundaries and, and have the like, no, I will never ever let myself be treated like that again. Ever. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Thank God. And how's sex now with your boyfriend? <sighs> Nick. Because it's Nick. We love we Nick. We love Nick. <laughs> um, it's fucking magical. Yeah. It's, he's so big and strong and smart and funny and, and his dick is perfect. Yeah. Like if I had sketched out like my perfect dick, it would be his. Yeah. It's shaped like a Coke can. What? It is so thick. It's so thick. Like almost to the point of too much, but like it's but good. like yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's uncircumcised, which I love. Really? Oh, yes. What about an uncircumcised dick? The Do glide. You... The, the glide? glide is just so good. The glide. Because well, like in you when he's in like and out stroking? and like even just like when I'm giving him a hand job, like we still use lube. Yeah. But in a pinch we wouldn't necessarily need to because right. it just like his uncircumcised cocks tend to produce more pre-cum because there's more mucosal membrane. And so like there's more space for it to kind of accumulate. So does that mean you could get pregnant? Well, here's away? the other fun thing that I love a lot about Nick is yeah. he is, um, Tubes. his, he snipped. snipped. He, oh, he has a vasectomy. So amazing. He is baby proof and yeah. I don't want kids ever, ever, ever. Oh, good. Okay. He, is never going to get me pregnant. And we don't use condoms. We, we stopped. We actually never started using condoms. The <laughs> night I met him, I was like, you're in love. It was okay. <laughs> I'm not going to use condoms with you. And that's not like me. I am like right. such a strict condom sex, safer sex condom advocate. But like, there was just something about him the very first night. I was like, not you though. Right. You, there's something special about you. And so I was like, I have herpes. And so we had that conversation yeah. and I was like, are you okay? Not using condoms. And he was like, yeah, did you, you know, we talked about testing and all that, and, and we were both like, okay, haven't used condoms. It's so good. I love him coming inside of me. It's my favorite fucking thing oh. ever, and knowing I can't get pregnant. Oh, my God. I wish. I mean, my boyfriend comes inside me, but only with the condom, because, I mean, I want kids, and he's like, we're not ready, because but if he gets me pregnant, I'm keeping that motherfucking baby. So, but he's I like, understand. oh, my God, so he has to wear a condom. <laughs> he has to wear a condom. <laughs> And, and I wear condoms with like, we're non-monogamous. So like he has other lovers, I have other lovers and I use condoms with everyone else. He uses condoms with everyone else, but like, yeah, I love that we don't have to with each other. Yeah. Can we educate everyone on like uncircumcised penises? Because there is a stigma where it's like, he's not circumcised. Like why do we circumcise a fucking dick? (sighs) 
there are so many reasons. A lot of them are <laughs> like, religious. Yeah. Um, so in the Jewish faith, like circumcision is, is a ritual. It's, it's a rite of like, a, that happens with babies and, and we've sort of extrapolated that into Western culture where like that's become the norm. And there's a lot of, of shame and stigma around like uncircumcised penises are dirty or right. they like, they don't get cleaned properly or they're more prone to infections. All of that is bullshit. Like if you have foreskin, you learn from a very early age how to clean it. Just like if you have like a lot of labia, you learn how to clean right. in the nooks and crannies. Like right. it's, it's fine. And it, it is, I think, a form of mutilation um, because you're actually taking nerve endings away. Like the foreskin yeah. has a what ton of nerve percent? endings and, you know, everybody gets to make that choice for their, their children and their families and whatever. But like almost every adult man that I know who is circumcised wishes that he was not and is uh, like bummed that he doesn't have that access nice. to the pleasure. And because when, when the glands or the head of the penis is covered most of the time by the foreskin, it's so much more sensitive. <gasps> wow. Why are we robbing men of wool? I don't know. Yeah. It's, I hope like that's not really the case in Canada, in Europe, in around the world, the rest of the world doesn't circumcise, but mostly America's in the United fucked States, up. we're fucked up. We're such Puritans. <laughs> yeah. We're so like, awful about bodies broadly. Like, of yeah. course, circumcision's normal here. Uh, well, maybe I won't circumcise my future son. I hope that you don't. I want them to feel the pleasure yes. when they're older. And, or, like, have that choice for themselves. Exactly. I love this. This has been your pro foreskin <laughs> yes, pro moment. Foreskin. Maybe that's an episode, name of the episode, pro foreskin. Okay, I have a question. Since you have a, a little... Vulva. Vulva. I have this thing that hangs out of my vulva and I don't know what it is. Okay. And so it's like skin that comes out like this, this way. Hmm. And it's like hangs out. Why? What is that? I thought, okay, I'm probably going to sound so stupid to you, but I thought it was like my clit for so long. Is it labia? Maybe. Like, is it your inner lips? Maybe. Is it just like dragging underneath? Would you, would you like to show me later? Because I can yeah. tell you if I yeah. look at it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I used to work at Planned Parenthood and I've seen a lot of vulvas in my yeah. life. So Okay, I'll show you my vulva. Okay. But it's just, yeah, it hangs underneath. And I'm like, at one point when I was younger, I thought I was growing a penis. Oh, and so I was really confused. I thought I was turning. <laughs> okay, pause. It's editing stuff here. I just want to confirm with you guys that I showed Ashley my vulva after this recording. And she indeed confirmed it was my labia. So for... <laughs> I'm laughing because I really thought for years that my labia was my clit. But now we know that the thing that hangs down from my vulva is my labia. Thank you very much. I hope you have a good day. It is very likely just from what you're describing that it is probably just like inner labia. Just and it's just how your lips are shaped. And like often they are um, not symmetrical. Often they, you know, sometimes they're more like wispy and flowery sometimes they're more like like really cool like velvet drapes sometimes they're they're more like thick and and like I tubular oh my lips are hella thick hell yeah i love thick lips i love thick lips i have fat pussy lips i got a big old fupa oh my god i it's definitely hot. have fat, I've, I've, I've definitely have a fat pussy Me too. 
But I feel like they like it. Uh, it feels really good. It's so much more cushiony than like slamming into bone. That's I'm just what I'm saying. saying. Like, pro fat pussy. Pro fat pussies. Yeah. And like, yeah, my boyfriend said my pussy is definitely the thickest he's ever fucked. So I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's good. It's it's nice to have a little cushion for the pushing, right? Yeah, like pro fat pussy. Pro fat pussy. Your pussy is beautiful, no matter how it looks. If it's yeah, if it's a, a thin wayfish pussy, that's cool too. Like there are no wrong ways to have a pussy. Yeah, exactly. Well, you have a book here. I do. Do you want to share with everyone what where they could find this book, what it's about? Because I love just the aesthetic of it. Thank you. So this book uh, was published in 2020. It's called The CBD Solution. Please. Sex. And it is all about how to combine sex and cannabis. Despite the title, it's not just CBD. It's also THC and all of the other cannabinoids and terpenes. But, you know, we know that CBD is a big hot topic right now. So SEO and whatever. Uh, but the publisher, Chronicle Books, and then uh, they partnered with Mary Jane, which is Snoop Dogg's media company. Nice. It's beautiful. Like, they designed it so well. Like, there's really cool art and graphics. Yeah, I was going to say, I, like, love the color scheme. What's the pink in here? Oh, so there's also, like, this sort of kind of pop-out area that has, like, massage tips and it has like a self-love ritual from Luna Matatas and it has like how to fabulously fondle a phallus and dirty talk stuff and uh, recipes for how to make DIY infused lube at home. Oh my gosh. Because okay. it's way cheaper to do it on your own than to buy it in a store. Right. And so, yeah, this book is really for anyone who's interested in sex and cannabis and also who maybe could use like a kind of a baseline sex education because I covered not just the science of cannabis, but also what you didn't learn in school in yeah, sex ed, which, which is, is everything. Most things. Yeah. Yeah. Pleasure-based like, anatomy, consent, STI disclosure conversations, safer sex considerations, condom and lube compatibility, toys. They don't tell you any of that shit. They do what not. I only remember from my sex ed education was that we had to sign a promise <gasps> that we wouldn't have sex a until we were a purity pledge. Yes. Fuck that shit. That's all, it was only that. And like the only thing I also learned was that men are like light switches and women are like dimmers. And that was it. But there was nothing else as far as like, you know, like they just were like, you can get pregnant and die. Pretty much like mean the whole mean girls. Like, oh my it was God. Yeah. Yeah, death and babies is all they talk about in, in schools. And then I don't do any sex ed for people under 18 because parents are a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, but I love speaking to college students because they're so hungry for knowledge. And they're like, most of them have never had someone talk about queerness in an affirming way to them. Yeah. Most of them have never heard anything beyond just like a very heteronormative, like penetration focused right way of approaching sex and I'm like hi let's talk about masturbation and like queer sex exactly oh I love that it's fun well I'm so I've been wanting you on the pod for so long so I'm glad that you came out thank you for having and me. this is the beginning so of much so much more because this is literally just an introduction to you Next time, we definitely have to dive into, like, everything else. And yes. just And if you guys have any questions for Ashley, like, feel free to, I mean, reach out to her if you like, but also email me um, in the form in my description below. And just, like, if you have any questions about sex, CBD and sex, drugs and sex, 
or Ashley's sex. <laughs> My sex is pretty epic. It, it is legendary. If you check me out on Instagram, I am very, very open about the ridiculous sex that I have. I love that you like have like a selfie. And you're like, just had sex today. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Love that for you. Yep. It, it makes me happy because, you know, I feel like especially as, as a thick girl, like there, I always thought that you would never be desirable or, or sexual if you were fat. Like right. that, the, like the lies that we're told about bodies, especially like Which in Los we Angeles could do a whole episode on that. We will definitely get into that another time. But like, <laughs> so I'm really kind of living a sex life that I hope will model that anyone can have amazing sex. Even if you have a sexual violence history, even if your body is not what you think it needs to be, to be desirable, like you're fucking awesome and you deserve pleasure and you can have it. Amen. People call me Shamu sometimes in the comments. Fuck those people. They're going to have a field day with both of us. But like, you know what? Love it. Bring it on. I'm having amazing sex and I'm laughing all the way to the bank. So like. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And that's how you know they're not having great sex. Oh my God. I'm like, your sex probably sucks. If you're sitting around trolling on the internet, I can tell you a lot of things about your life. And like one of them is that you're not having great sex. Because if you were, you wouldn't be that much of an asshole. Exactly. Anyways, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Canisexual. You can find me on my website, canisexual.com, or I have a whole uh, bunch of online courses at elevatedintimacy.com. And then I also do coaching. So I work with women and couples. I do um, either coaching via Zoom or my friend, Dr. Shannon Chavez, and I do concierge coaching. So we will come to you or you can come to us for the weekend or for a week, like we'll go to Hawaii with you and like, we'll do a whole intensive thing. And so that's a lot for people who have busy jobs. They're entrepreneurs. They're, they're, you know, rock stars in their own right. And they don't have time to do weekly sessions. They want to just do a quick intensive couple of days or, or a week and right. they want to deep dive. Do you ever so, just like watch people have sex, give notes to them while they're having sex? I have done that in my life. That is frequently not what happens. Most people just need the information right. and like a <clears throat> space to connect with their partner. I love that. Amazing. Yeah. All right. And then follow me, Stephanie Megan, or go to brocotherapy.com. All that shit is there. Love you guys. Like love your love and pull and pray. <laughs> Something like that. Okay, bye. <laughs> Broke girl therapy. Broke girl therapy. Broke girl therapy. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.